going on, everybody? We are back with Sports Power Talk, the greatest sports talk show there has been, is, and ever will be. The NBA season is fully underway, and the Cavs are 10 and 10 thus far. We had a five game losing streak prior to beating the Magic last night by a score of 105 to 92. There's a lot to break down in this game. So Darius Garland was the Cavs' leading scorer. They score, he scored 26 points and had 11 assists in the game. Also, he became the fourth youngest player in the Cavs' franchise history to reach 2,000 points in his career. And joining me, sorry, I forgot to introduce my guest. Joining me is Dan Groen. How's it going? And Emily Lane. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I can't forget them. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Darius Garland and his Cavs career thus far and his history that he made last night? He's taking such a big step. Um, he was very promising coming right out of college. Uh, very raw prospect at the time. I, I saw a lot of upside in him, and he's definitely living up to that. And... Being, you know, complimenting the big men that we have is, you know, he's just playing at such a good level at, 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 you know, creating plays offensively and creating plays for guys like Evan Mobley, Jared Allen to maximize their potential. I really like what I see from Darius Garland. I've always liked Darius Garland. Um, Ever since we got him, he's been a really good piece for us, even just a really good spokesperson. That's not even basketball, but he's been really great on the floor. I mean, and he's just getting better. Yeah, he really is. And Dan, you mentioned his chemistry with some of our bigs. I mean, his chemistry with Jarrett Allen is fantastic. You'll see a ton of alley-oops throughout the game. Mm-hmm. He feeds them in the paint so well. And when he gets the ball in the paint, he can score in almost any way possible. Yeah. He can throw up a floater. He can use his dribble moves to get around you and bounce one off the backboard easily. Or he can pass it on to a guy like Jared Allen who can flush it home. So a lot going on that I like there with Garland and, and Allen. Yeah, and he creates a lot of chemistry with Colin Sexton, too. I mean, yeah. I think one of the criticisms or, or maybe one of the concerns was, you know, you got two uh, pretty much point guards who could start. I mean, are you, I wouldn't say wasting talent, but are you are you underutilizing the talent that you have when you have two excellent playmaking guards in Colin Sexton and Darius Garland? But uh, the team has found a way to make them work. Unfortunately, Sexton out for the year is horrible. It's, I mean, we're... Yeah, we're able to. We've been able to overcome that. I really, really like Ricky Rubio. I know we've said a lot about him. I don't know if you can say enough about him. Um, but when you have him coming off the bench and you got Colin Sexton, Darius Garland leading at the guard position at one and two out there on the floor, it creates a lot of different. It, it just creates so much. It opens so many doors on offense. Yeah, and I think Ricky Rubio compliments everybody on the team and. His veteran presence really helps a young guy like Darius Garland, and he's only making him better. Other contributors last night, Lori Markinen scored 20 points. Jarrett Allen, we can't say his name enough either. He scored 19 points and had 11 rebounds on the night. And it was also Evan Mobley's first game back from injury. I believe he missed four games. And in his return, he scored 13 points, had three assists, and nine rebounds. He was just all over the place, and we talked about energy a little bit last segment. 
Evan Mobley provides energy to this team, and he has that rookie hunger that really complements this team very well. What are you guys' thoughts on Evan Mobley thus far in his NBA career and his return game last night scoring 13? Evan Mobley wants to win. He wants to get out there, and he wants to win all the games that he can. And, I mean, we just had a five-game losing streak, and he was out for those games. We get him back, and boom, we clinch a win. He's so essential on the floor for us, and not having him, as we can all see, really hurt us. So I really love having Evan Mobley on the floor. Yeah, for sure. He is my, so far, he's my Rookie of the Year uh, favorite. And I, I think that this stat is interesting. If, if I got this one right, we are 0-3 without Jared Allen and 0-5 without Evan Mobley. I, I, I think I got those numbers right. But regardless, we are winless without either of them. And it really shows how important that those two are, especially Evan Mobley. He's already probably our most valuable player on the team. And, you know, uh, rookie of the year, I think that is very much in reach for him. I think that he could also be on the all-defensive team because he's just playing such a good defensive game in addition to what he does on offense. And that's really what I like about our... What I really like about our big men is not only are they excellent on defense, but they are exceptional at you know creating havoc in the paint and they can really shoot from long range you know Markin and he had a pretty good game last night so I really like the versatility that we see out of our big men especially Evan Mobley and you know I really wish that I could find one of those uh, uh, city edition jerseys of Evan Mobley I really yeah. love those things but you just can't find them anywhere yeah. they keep selling out online uh, at the Cavs team shop, at the Q or Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, whatever it's called these days, you just can't find them. They keep selling out, and I don't even know when their next shipment's going to be, but they're, they're just such a hot uh, commodity because he's just playing at such a fantastic level that we haven't seen since probably LeBron. Yeah. Can't get enough. No, you really can't. And those City Edition jerseys are definitely, definitely great. Best that we've ever had, in my opinion. They're awesome. I don't know about ever. I really liked those blue Cavs jerseys. I had, like, the feather with Cleveland on it. It was our City jerseys a few yeah. years ago. If anybody knows what I'm talking about. I, I don't know like, what you're talking about. Those those are good, but I yeah. I, I, I personally like these uh, wine and gold ones. Better. Yeah. I like our blue and yellow jerseys. I like, like, the alternate color jerseys in the past, like the yellow and blue ones. Mm. I always love those ones, but that's just me. So, Evan Mobley, physical player. We love to have him back. We love to have all of our bigs back. And that was part of what went into our struggles with our five-game losing streak before our win last night against the Magic. We had lost to the Celtics, the Warriors, the Nets twice, and the Suns. So, they're all great teams, but we do drop five in a row. Our record was 9-10 and with our win last night. We're now even at 10-10. and what do you guys make of our five-game losing streak? Was it all on injuries because we didn't have a big man, or was there something else going on? I absolutely attribute it to injuries because, I mean, we saw how important that these big men are. I mean, um, the one game, our, one, our biggest man was Dean Wade. We talked about that before <laughs> the show. It's like, I'm sorry, you're not going to win games like that. We need our big men. We need their energy. We need their versatility because they are our biggest playmakers. So not having them, I think that really uh, forced, not forced, but attributed to the uh, five games. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Not having Evan Mobley or Jared Allen, clearly they are huge assets to this team. 
I don't think we've won a game uh, where both of them are out or either of them. So I don't really see this as a bigger problem other than injuries. I think that now that they're healthy, I know that Sexton's still out, but you know now that the whole team is healthy other than that, when you got Ricky Rubio, uh, excellent off the bench and you know stepping up into Sexton's position, um, I don't think... I think the play-ins are definitely still in reach. It's still very early to say that, obviously, but when we're firing on all cylinders, when we're healthy, I think that we can go pretty far. As long as we can stay healthy. I mean, we know, yeah. we know injuries happen and stuff, but as long as we can stay healthy, I think we're going to look Yeah, and like you guys said, we already lost Colin Sexton for the year, so hopefully everybody else can stay healthy. But going back to our shortage of big men on this five-game losing streak, it started on November 15th against the Celtics when we lost by six points. I was actually at that game, and in crunch time in the fourth quarter with a couple minutes left, Dean Wade was literally our big man at the time. And literally, Jason, the Celtics were just going right into the paint and scoring. Jason Tatum was having his way with our defense, and we just couldn't keep up. And that's what... That's a problem with the Cavs team that I see a lot is just keeping up. When our defense isn't there, we struggle keeping up. We gave up 109 points and 117 points to the Nets, and we only lost by 10 in the first game and by 5 in the next game. So it's just a matter of playing good defensively, but now that we're healthy and have the big men back, we should not be helpless in the paint anymore, and that'll obviously help our offense as well. Now, Dan, you alluded to the play-in. I know this might be a overreaction, but is the play-in still a viable option for this young Cavs team? We are 10-10 and 10 right now in the Eastern Conference. Now that we're all back and healthy, yes. Yeah, I would agree. Like I said, we definitely have the upside. If we can stay healthy, if we can keep firing on all cylinders, if we can see, you know, over... Well, I don't know if overproduction is a word, but if we can see very excellent production across the board, not just from the starting lineup, but... I really like what I'm seeing from players like Jetty Osman. Kevin Love is doing a lot better. Uh, I was really impressed with his defensive efforts uh, yesterday. Um, you know, just keep firing on all cylinders, and I think that we can definitely make the play-ins. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We still have the personnel, and we just simply were not healthy over that five-game span where we were playing great teams at that. Like I said, Celtics, Warriors, Nets, Twice, and Suns. Those are all good teams. I mean, the Celtics, sure, we could have beaten them, but we beat them a night prior to that. We just got to get back into the flow now that we have the key players back in the lineup and start winning games again. And you mentioned Jetty Osmond. I'd like to talk about him for just a little bit. Emily, I know you're a big fan of his. I love Jetty Osmond. Yeah, and we, we all downed on him last season. There was obviously inconsistent shooting and defense and everything like that, but this year wow, has he stepped up in a big way, especially on the offensive end shooting threes and just contributing off the bench was just something we really need with injuries and everything else going on. What do you guys make of Jetty and how happy are you that he's playing well, Emily? I am so happy. Last year last year was very, very rough. I have loved Jetty Osmond for years when he never saw the floor was just on the bench. He's always been one of my favorite players on the Cavs. And last year, last year he made it really difficult. He made it really <laughs> difficult to stay a fan of his because he was so inconsistent. I, I literally did not have, he, he did not throw any of us a bone. He, it, it was really hard to defend him, but this season he looks 
amazing. I am so happy with how he's playing. He's coming in off the bench and lights out shooting. It's I'm I'm over the moon. Over I, the moon. I think it's the Ricky Rubio effect. He hasn't played yeah, this Rubio well effect. without uh, Rubio. But no, I agree with you on pretty much everything there. Um, I think he's playing to what to the level that we thought he would be playing at when we first signed him. Um, he's phenomenal. The thing is, is that what what it was about last year was that he kept trying threes when he just kept, he, he couldn't make them. He was just trying to do too much at once. And now that he's calmed down and hitting these threes and coming off the bench, not getting too many minutes. I think that that's definitely helped him tremendously. I think he brings a lot to the bench. I think he, I don't know, he's just playing at a very high level. I'm, I've been very impressed with him, and um, you know, I'll roll back all my criticisms that I had of him, and I'm, I'm just glad he's performing super well. Well, and say it like similar to what you said about uh, making threes. He's just taking threes when he really shouldn't have been. Same thing in his passing. He's a big playmaker. He likes to make the big steals, big passes, stuff like that. And he would try to force things when he really shouldn't have been and it did not end up well this season. He's definitely playing a lot smarter. Yeah. He's shooting in the flow of the offense, definitely. So the Cavs sit at 10-10 and 10 now with their winning against the Magic last night. Their next game is tomorrow night against the Dallas Mavericks. And then they have a rough road ahead of them facing the Heat, Wizards, Jazz, Bucks, and Bulls all in a row. That's six games there. Hopefully we can at least split it um, and stay like maybe 13 and 13 or something along those lines. But yeah, hopefully we can get over that five-game losing streak. We bounced back last night and hopefully the Cavs can string together a couple of wins. So for the NBA in general... The season, like I said, is well underway. We're about 20 games in our top five teams. Now, I really want to hear your guys' thought on what, thoughts on what your top five teams are. I definitely have my list. So, number one, what are you guys' number one team? I hate to say it, but the Golden State Warriors are back. They only have two losses on the season. Steph is looking like vintage Steph again. They're playing very well defensively, led by uh, Draymond Green, which I hate to say. Um but yeah, Warriors are back. I think they're my uh, top team so far. I also have the Warriors at the top. It's it's really hard to argue. I mean, they're ranked number one in the NBA in points per game, defensive rating. I mean, there's really not a lot to argue with, I don't think. So I might be a little bit controversial here. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. My number one team is not the Warriors. The Warriors are my number two team. I have the Phoenix Suns as my number one team in the NBA right Interesting. now. Interesting. Okay. They are 17 and 3. The Warriors are 17 and 2 in the Western Conference. So they're the 1 and 2 seeds, but the Suns started the season 1 and 3. Everybody counted them out. This was not the same team that made the finals last year. What's going on with the Suns? Oh my goodness. Now they're on a 16 game winning streak. It started against the Cavs. They keep on winning 16 games. They're at least the hottest team in the NBA right now. And if they have the momentum, I'm going to give them the top spots on my list for the top five NBA teams. And they're only, they only have one more loss than the Warriors, too. I know the Warriors are playing out of their mind right now, but I do like the Suns as my number one team. And we don't have to wait long for the debate between the Suns and the Warriors to settle because on Tuesday night, they play 
against each other head-to-head in Phoenix. Yeah, that'll be definitely interesting to watch. And, uh, yeah, for that reason, the Suns are my number two team. Number two? Okay. Uh, They're continuing where they left off last year, like you said, after a slow start. But they're super hot right now. Uh, They're getting good offensive contribution from across the board. They got six players averaging uh, double digits in points per game. Um, Yeah, I really like the Suns as uh, my number two team. I also have the Suns as number two, and I put them at number two instead of number one because the Golden State Warriors have just been consistent throughout the season. The Phoenix Suns, yeah, they are on fire right now, and they have the momentum, and it's great, but... You know, they take a couple losses. What happens to them? The Golden State Warriors have been consistent thus far throughout the season. So that's why I have the Suns at number two under the board. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I just think the 16-game winning streak is far too impressive to put them at number two. Yeah, and with that's only pretty good, I think. It's, yeah. re- it's yeah. really impressive. It's decent. Yeah. And with only one more loss, that's why I decided to put them at number one. But like I said, Tuesday night, we'll see who the better team is officially. And the Warriors are my number two team. So that leaves us with the number three spot. What are you guys' number three team in the NBA? Mine is the Utah Jazz. So they came out strong, but they did hit a bit of a rocky patch, losing like four out of five games. They hit a losing streak, but they've started to win again. They're starting to come back, so that's why I have them at number three. I got the Nets. Uh, I really like their abundance of talent. It's definitely paying off. I know that uh, Kyrie hasn't been playing and uh, they, they've they been playing very well even without him. They might even be better without him. I don't know. I mean, hate to make that argument, but uh, he's, uh, KD is averaging 28 points per game. Harden's also leading in rebounds and assists, and I like the production they have uh, coming from other players, LaMarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills, I really like them as a team. Yeah, I also have the Nets as my number three team for all the reasons that you just said. KD's playing out of his mind. So are the role players. They're actually playing like role players this year. It's not like last year where it was KD, Harden, and Kyrie interchangeable because they were injured so often, and then a bunch of other guys. Now we have guys like Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge for the Nets who are stepping up. And Patty Mills, he's been playing great too. So, yeah, I have the Nets number three, number four. Uh, For me, I have the Utah Jazz. I know, Emily, you had them at number three. They are my number four team. What are you guys' number four team? My number four team is the Brooklyn Nets. I had them switch because Utah Jazz does feel like, same reason that you put the Suns as number one. It feels like they're getting on a hot streak and that they're really coming back after a rough patch. So that's why I have them at three and then Brooklyn Nets at four. Basically everything just said for your number three. <laughs> yeah, I like the Utah Jazz, but I have the Bulls at number three. Uh, their roster turno- turnover in the offseason started very strong, continuing to be very strong. Uh, I really like what I see from DeMar DeRozan, uh, Lonzo Ball, and Alex Caruso. Really good pickups. Um, yeah, they're, they're just playing very well. I like the Bulls. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. I don't have the Bulls in my top five teams. I did have it yesterday. And then I replaced it with a team who beat the Bulls last night in the Miami Heat. I have the Miami Heat as my number five team. They're playing very well this season. They just beat the Bulls. I like the Bulls a lot. I'd probably put them at number six. But because the Heat just beat the Bulls last night, I have the Heat as my number five team. Do you have the Heats as your number five team, Emily, or somebody else? No, I've got the Bulls. The Bulls? Okay. And how about you, Dan? Who's your number five <laughs> team? Uh, Milwaukee Bucks is my number five. Um, they kind of were 
off to a mediocre start. Um, now they're on a hot streak. They've won six straight. Giannis is playing like the MVP candidate that uh, he was last year. Uh, he's averaging 27 points, 12 rebounds, uh, six assists, and uh, five other players are averaging 12 points or more per game. I really like what they're what I'm seeing from them right now, and I think that they can probably get back, right back to the uh, you know finals contention. Yeah, I agree. So that runs out our top five teams in the NBA. Just a quick um, NBA standings updates. The Nets are the number one team in the Eastern Conference with a 14-6 and six record. Then it is the Heat and Wizards tied for number two with a 13-7 and seven record. And then the Bulls, 13-8. and eight. And then your Cleveland Cavaliers are number nine with a 10-10 and 10 record. But there are also two other teams who are 10-10 and 10 as well. For the Western Conference, as we said earlier, the Warriors have the NBA best record at 17 and 2. Then it's the Suns who are 17 and 3. And then the Jazz who are 13 and 7. With the LA Lakers a surprise, they are 10 and 11 in the eighth seed in the West. I'm not sure what's going on in LA except for some fights, apparently. So um, let's talk about that for a little bit, actually. So the fight that happened between Isaiah Stewart, I believe, and LeBron James, what did you guys make between that? Well, when I first saw it, I thought that Stewart very much overreacted. Uh, I thought that it was incidental. But when I saw a bunch of other, it really depended on the angle that you saw because there were some angles where it looked like LeBron, you know, uh, moved back and then hit him right in the face like almost blatantly um so i i think that stewart definitely overreacted there i think he should not have acted the way he did but at the same time i think that the suspensions were fair uh i think that i don't know mm-hmm. it was very it was a very uh very strange and it's pretty much it's pretty much summer uh you know summing up the lakers season this year yeah, it really was, and it's almost like I'm a wrestling fan. I like WWAW especially. Yeah. It was something out of like a wrestling scene that I would see. You know, those, those <laughs> really scenes where did. the wrestlers are back in the corner and the referees are all on them, and then they purposefully purposefully let the wrestler go and attack the other crowd and back and forth. It was almost yeah. like that. Stewart was walking back to the back, and he's like, "Well, never mind. Let's turn around and run back at LeBron." So yeah, it was like when uh, Cena. And Lesnar went at it uh, that one yeah, time years it, ago. Yeah, it happens. It happens so often. Yeah. And well, I mean, I guess that was the last time I ever watched wrestling when uh, John Cena and Lesnar were quick, quick shot. I mean, are they are they still a thing? I mean, Brock Lesnar is still in the WWE, I believe. Wow. John Cena is like a hit or miss type appearance guy, but yeah, AEW is where it's at. Any thoughts on the the scuffle, Emily? Um, when I first saw it, I didn't think it looked like intentional or that LeBron just blatantly hit him in the face, but I do think that the suspensions were um, necessary considering, like, the reactions afterward. Um, But, yeah, from the angle I saw it, it didn't look intentional, but Mm -hmm. also he did, like, punch the guy. Like, that was... Yeah, it looked looked a little rough to be considered, uh, you know, like, incidental contact. Yeah. So, real quick, Dan, I know we wanted to shout out our high school football team. The Green Bulldogs. The Green Bulldogs. They did lose Friday night, unfortunately, to Winton Woods, I believe. Yeah, some uh, squad at Cincinnati. Yeah, it was in the final four of the playoffs. And then the winner would go play Hoban in the 
uh, championship game. Unfortunately, our run ended on Friday night. So what do you have to say about our Green Bulldogs, Dan? It's been a heck of a ride. Um, really green could have and should have beaten them. Uh, from what I understood, they really shot themselves in the foot. I think they had like three drives in the red zone that either didn't result in a score or they resulted in a turnover. Um, but I've been very impressed with them this year. Um, they got really hot at the end, too. They were 3-3 three and three in the division in the uh, Federal League. Uh, so I had my concerns about them, especially considering that they have never really been to the playoffs in the better part of a decade and a half. I mean, when I was there, when I was in the band, I mean, playoffs weren't even a thought. But now that I got, uh, you know, sisters there, shout out to Lauren, Kristen, and Alexa, um, that are, you know, they get to witness such excellent football being played. I mean, I know that it's probably not the best thing to for them to travel, you know, two hours away in the freezing cold. But at the same time, we haven't seen this in probably ever. And so I really want to give them a shout out. They've been excellent this year. Uh, really like the senior class. Uh, Trevor Van Horn, the school's all-time leading passer. Really like the wide receiver duo of Trey Martin and Quinn Simmer. Uh, got a bunch of other good playmakers. Alex Neff at running back. Uh, Garrett Dennis at uh, on the uh, defensive line. And it's going to be rough losing them because they're all senior. Most of them are seniors. Um, but I really think that at least some of them could probably move on and play at the next level, even if it's like D2 or 3, because uh, Jake and me in your class, we had a... Uh, why am I drawing up? Matthew Amison, he's playing for Walsh right now. He's starting linebacker for Walsh. And so at the very least, I could see some of these guys move on to there and uh, hopefully even go on to D1. So, uh, yeah, shout out to our Green Bulldogs. Yeah, the Green Bulldogs were horrible when we went there. And years prior, even my older siblings had horrible football teams growing up. But they really turned it around this year, got to the Final Four, unfortunately slipped up. I like Trey Martin a lot. He's going to be a big name going forward. And this is a good preview to our next hour of Sports Power Talk. Nothing but football coming your way. We'll talk college football. The last week just happened yesterday. And, of course, preview this coming week in the NFL. You don't want to miss it. Only on 881.